Our New Testament passage today begins in Revelation chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. Then I saw, remember he's up in the heavens now, he's caught up in the spirit into the heavens. Then I saw in the right hand of him who is seated on the throne, a scroll written within and on its back sealed with seven seals. So in God's hand, there's a scroll. And I saw a strong angel. Okay, now, types of angels. This is, this is not just a, a little angel. This is not like a little cherub or something. This is a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? Who's worthy to do this? Who's worthy to begin judgment on the earth? Remember, let him who is out of sin cast the first stone. Who is worthy? And no one in heaven and earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look in it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look in it. And one of the elders said to me, weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. This is Jesus. Now, in your listings, here's another list. Titles of Jesus. All right, so we have a list. He's called the Root of David, and he's called the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. <laughs> you wonder why I like lions? Jesus is the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing. Wow. As though it had been slain with seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Now, remember, we saw earlier the seven spirits of God were like seven flames. Now we see them as seven eyes. Now, now we see a third thing a lamb as though slain. So Jesus is not only the lion, he is the lamb. <laughs> as though it had been slain. He is the Passover lamb. He is the Passover lamb. And throughout eternity, we will not just see him as a lion. Throughout eternity, we will see him as the Passover lamb, as though it had been slain. And he went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. So the son took the scroll from the father. Now, please don't ask me to explain Trinity. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. There's wow. When you pray a prayer, <laughs> you've often heard me say that prayers are eternal. 
Your prayer goes into a golden bowl always held there before the throne of God. The prayers of the saints. Sometimes you and I think our prayers just, they go out there and they're gone. But they don't. Your prayer was given to God. And like everything given to God, your prayer becomes precious. See, I'm convinced that I'm still seeing the answers to prayers my grandfather prayed long ago when I was a 14-year-old crazy kid, okay? I'm, I'm convinced that grandpa's prayers, they're always there before the throne. King David's prayers are always there before the throne. Your prayers are always there before the throne. <laughs> oh, if there was ever a motivation to pray, Everything given to God is eternal. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open its seals. For you were slain. Why are you worthy? For you were slain. And why are you worthy? And by your blood, you ransomed people from God, from every tribe, every language, every people, and every nation. Ha, 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 His blood was not just for the Jew. See, we always get this idea that, you know, things somehow change. From eternity past, the lamb was slain for every tribe, language, blood, or I mean, people and nation. Remember, he's the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. This is an, one day I need to preach a sermon called the eternal lamb. Okay, it's just, it's just amazing. And you have made them. Oh, did you hear that? And you have made them a kingdom and priest to our God, and they shall reign on earth. This is who we are today. Jesus has made us a kingdom. Jesus has made us priests, and we will rule and reign on the earth with Jesus for a thousand years. Amazing. Then I looked and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying in a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain. Worthy. Now notice that word worthy that just keeps getting used. Worthy. Worthy. No one found worthy. Who is worthy? Notice this worthy. Constantly this this worthy, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power, wealth, wisdom, might, honor, glory, and blessing. Worthy is the lamb. Jesus is worthy to receive power and um, wealth. He's worthy to receive wealth. So don't think that wealth is unspiritual. Wisdom, might, honor, glory, blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Amen. Uh, All creation. And you're going to have to just meditate on this one for a minute. All creatures 
have a voice. Now, we may not know what's going on. <laughs> but John heard something that day. Every creature in heaven, every spirit being, every creature on earth, every dog, every rat, every mouse, every cockroach, every bird, every bear, every lion, every cat, under the earth, every mole, every worm, under the earth, in the sea, every fish, every whale, every shrimp, every prawn, every lobster, <laughs> and all that is in them. Every creature had a voice saying to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. He heard this. I doubt if John ever looked <laughs> at any animal the same ever again. My dogs have a voice and they praise him. The fish in your aquarium have a voice and they praise him. You know, I'm just curious, in the millennium, will we be able to hear the voices of the insects and the animals and the birds? In the millennium, will we hear a little sparrow fly up, fly around the head of the Savior? To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor. Now, forgive me, my, my imagination is just going crazy here. But all creatures have a voice to praise God. Believers, use your voice to praise him. <laughs> Saying, not thinking, worship is never silent. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. In heaven, they understand who Jesus is. And they fell down and they worshiped. Oh, how do you even begin to put into words this stuff? I cannot imagine what it was like for John to see these things. But one day, we will. Maybe with the rapture, if Jesus tarries, one day we're all going to go home. We're going to be laying in a bed, we're going to blink our eyes, and Jesus is going to be standing there. And he's going to take us by the hand. And he said, listen, I will come and receive you unto myself. And he's going to take us home. He, he's going to walk us into heaven himself. That's what he promised in John. And as he walks us through the doors of heaven, we're going to hear all creation worshiping him. And forgive me, even as we leave this body, taking him by the hand, and we begin to rise out of this body and go into the heavenly realms, we'll hear the birds and the dogs and the chickens and the cats We'll hear worship that we've never heard with our ears before. Oh, beloved, he is worthy to be worshipped. Let's spend some time worshipping him. Don't just listen. Lift your voice and worship.
still singing after that New Testament passage. Worthy is the Lamb. Oh, worthy is the Lamb. Oh, that's, that's, mm, that's good stuff. All right, let's get back into Amos now. Amos is not quite like <laughs> the worthy is the Lamb. But we need to read all of the scriptures. Amos chapter 3, beginning with verse 1 today. Hear this word that the Lord has spoken against you, O people of Israel, against the whole family that I brought up out of the land of Egypt. Now notice God said, I did this. See, God never forgets what he did for us. 
God never forgets what he did for us. And he reminds us of it. He said, now listen, you know, look at what I've done for you and then look at what you've done for me. You know, there's a principle that's shown here. When people show you good and you return evil for good, the Bible says evil will never depart your house. God is reminding these people that, you know what? I, I did you good. I brought you up out of the land of Egypt. He said, you have known, you only have I known among all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. God said, hey, I've been close to you. And now here, here's an incredible passage. Do two walk together unless they have agreed to do so? You, you can't, you know, when I, when I first came to the Philippines over 40 years ago, I, it, it, one of the things that it took me a while to get used to was people always wanted to come up and, and ask where I'm going because we have this, this thing of Pakisama. We always want somebody with us and we don't want anybody to be alone. And I, I can remember how many times walking down, uh, I used to walk up to the post office. Believe it or not, that used to be a nice walk. <laughs> okay, So I, I would walk up to the post office and that was some exercise for me. But it was a nice walk in those days. Or I'd walk up uh, to, the, to the little coffee shop that's gone now and get these little these these little uh, breakfast things, these little Cinnabons that were up in this country bake shop. But if I'd be walking along um, United Nations or walking up Taft Avenue to the post office, people would walk up, Pastor, where are you going? I thought, my goodness, people are nosy. But they weren't being nosy. They were just saying, do we agree that we're going in the same direction? Chaos, we can walk together. Because it's not good to be alone. Now, to this day, forgive me, I do it to everybody now. I'm always asking, you know, because I don't want people to be alone. You know what? God says, can two walk together unless they've agreed to do so? You have to be in agreement before you can walk together. This is why I tell people, if you're going to do partnership in business and everything, make sure the destination, make sure you have the same destination in mind. If you don't have the same destination, you, you can't walk together. You can't be partners in business. See, it's not just agreement on the day-to-day -day things. It's agreement on the destination. Okay, do you agree on the destination? Does a lion roar in the forest when he has no prey? Does a young lion cry out from his den if he has taken nothing? Of course not. I mean, they... They roar in victory and they roar to drive off anybody else to come and take what they have. Does a bird fall into a snare in the earth when there is no trap for it? Does a snare spring up from the ground when it has taken nothing? Is a trumpet blown in a city and the, and the people are not afraid? Does disaster come to a city unless the Lord has done it? For God does nothing without revealing his secret to his servant, the prophets. Now, one of the ways you can tell if somebody's a real prophet or a false prophet is that they have an understanding of things that are coming. They may not know details, because remember, it's a secret. But God begins to show details. God begins to show, not the details, but the generalities to people. You know, when you, you, you see a man of God or a woman of God and they begin to have a sense of things are just prepared for things. You know, you just, wow, they were really ready for that. Well, you recognize 
that person's a prophet. There's a lot of people who claim to be prophets. But God does nothing without revealing his secret to the prophets. God lets you know there's something coming down. Be ready for it. The lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord has spoken, who can but prophesy? Proclaim in the strongholds of Ashdod and to the strongholds in the land of Egypt and say, Assemble yourselves on the mountains of Samaria and see the great tumults within her and the oppressed in her midst. They do not know how to do right, declares the Lord. Those who store up violence and robbery are in their stronghold. Notice, they store up violence and they store up robbery. Therefore, thus says the Lord, an adversary shall surround the land and bring down your defenses from you, and your stronghold shall be plundered. Thus says the Lord, as the shepherd rescues from the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the people of Israel who dwell in Samaria be rescued with the corner of a couch and the part of a bed. Okay, so there's going to be a remnant. God always spares a remnant. Hear and testify against the house of Jacob, declares the Lord God, the God of hosts, that on the day I punish Israel for his transgressions, I will punish the altars of Bethel, and the horns of the altar shall be cut off and fall to the ground. I will strike the winter house along with the summer house, and the houses of ivory shall perish, and the great houses shall come to an end. When God brings judgment, you know what? He brings judgment. It starts with the house of God, and it deals with leadership. Chapter 4, verse 1. Hear this word, you cows of Bashan, who are on the mountain of Samaria, who oppress the poor, who crush the needy, who say to your husbands, bring that we may drink. Now notice the cows. These are the women. Now that's not a very nice name, but he talks about women who oppress the poor, who crush the needy, who say to their husbands, they're dominating their husbands, okay? Rather than have a submissive heart to their husbands, these are what you would call danyas to the ultimate infinite extreme. He calls them cows, okay? And there are women that are like this, okay? It's like something is happening. It's just not natural for a woman to be, I mean, it's just, it, let me put it positively. It is natural for a woman to care about the poor. It is natural for a woman to want to help the needy. It is natural for a woman to have a heart for her husband. That's the natural. These, these are, 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 these are, <laughs> these are cows. I, I, danya is not the right word for it. These, this is, this is so far beyond danya. It, it, it's, it's, ah, uh, cows. The Lord God has sworn by his holiness that behold, the days are coming upon you when they shall take you away by hooks, even the last of you with fish hooks. Oh, and you shall go out through the breaches, each one straight ahead, and you shall be cast into Hammond, declares the Lord. Come to Bethel and transgress, to Gilgal and multiply transgression. Bring your sacrifices every morning and your tithes every three days. Offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving of that which is leaven, and proclaim free will offerings. Publish them, for so you love to do, O people of Israel, declares the Lord God. Now he said, Now listen, this is worship. This is giving. 
without heart. Your heart's not with God. I mean, you, you bring your sacrifices, you bring your tithes, you, you come and offer thanksgiving offerings, and you publish them. Okay, you make sure everybody knows about it. But your heart's not there for God. He said, I gave you cleanness of teeth in all your cities and lack of bread in all your places. Yet you did not return to me. Now, that's an interesting way to say hungry. Okay. <laughs> you, you were hungry. Cleanness of teeth. Okay. Your teeth were clean because they hadn't been used for anything. This is a very interesting way to say hungry. Yet you did not return to me. God said, listen, I, I put you through some hard times, but you, you didn't repent. I also withheld the rain from you. When there was yet three months to the harvest, I would send rain on one city and send no rain on another city. One field would have rain, and the field on which it did not rain would wither. So two or three cities would wander to another city to drink water and would not be satisfied. Yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. God said, hey, I've been trying to get your attention. I struck you with blight and mildew, your many gardens and your vineyard, your fig trees and your olive trees, the locusts devoured. Yet you did not return to me. Now notice we have a theme developing. You did not return to me. You did not return to me. You did not return to me. I sent among you a pestilence after the manner of Egypt. I killed your young men with a sword and carried away your horses. I made the stench of your camp go up in your nostrils. Yet you did not return to me, declares the Lord. I overthrew some of you as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. And you were as a brand plucked out of the burning. Yet you did not return to me, says, declares the Lord. Therefore. Why is the therefore? One, two, three, four, five. Five trying to get your attentions. Five. Five trying to get your attentions. Therefore, thus I will do to you, O Israel, because I will do this to you, prepare to meet your God, O Israel. For behold, he who forms the mountains and creates the wind and declares to man what is his thought, I like that, he declares to man what is his thought, who makes the morning darkness and treads on the heights of the earth, the Lord, the God of hosts, is his name. Now we're going to continue with this in your reading tomorrow, and you need to continue it, because the therefore continues. All right. Now, now, brothers and sisters, I know this looks like a really harsh passage after we just saw that glorious passage in, in the book of Revelation. But can I please humbly ask of you something? I know the goodness of God leads men to repentance, but, but sometimes God lets some harsh times come to your life because you have forgotten. Do you remember how we started earlier? Let me bring up the verse for you. You have forgotten that God, you have forgotten that God is the one who did all the good things in your life. That God is the one who opened all the good opportunities in your life. So you know what? There are times that God takes all that away. And you're sitting there and you can get mad, you can get bitter, you can hate everybody. Or you can accept responsibility for your actions and get right. Now, you know, I, I see people going both directions. I see people who blame everybody else. Oftentimes they blame the church. Sometimes they even blame me. But you know what? At some point you've got to realize what is happening in your life 
is often the result of your actions. But you know what? If you would just not do this, yet you did not return, yet you did not return, yet you did not return, yet you did not. If you would just stop that. And instead of being religious and, well, you know, I tithe every three days and I do this and I, instead of being religious, would you accept responsibility for your actions and get them right with God? He is so merciful. He is so abounding in grace that if you would just come to him and say, Lord, you know, I know I've done a lot of right things. I've done my tithing every three days and I've done the worship and I've done the sacrifice. But Lord, you know, there's a whole bunch of stuff over here that's not right that I've been doing. Forgive me. Your gracious, wonderful, merciful, heavenly father would wash it all away by the blood of Jesus and everything would start fresh again. Beloved, please, never do this, yet you did not return. When God gets your attention, quit trying to justify yourself and just, yeah, fix me, Lord, in Jesus' name. Forgive me, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, God bless you. Tonight, we'll be back in service again, working more on prayer. So we'll see you in the service tonight as short services. Kind of, and I'm looking forward to when we can really get into Friday night services. In fact, you know what? When this thing is all over, I think as a church, we're going to go back to a page from the 1980s. I've been praying a lot about this. And we're going to take the Friday night services back to an all-night prayer meeting. Now, those who want to leave will always let leave. But I think we're going to do the Friday night service when this thing is all over. We're getting things ready now. We're learning about prayer. But when this thing is all over, we're going to go back to all-night prayer meeting. We've missed those. Just a night in his presence. But we'll see you tonight. Short service as we learn more about prayer. Down payment on 